wait and you wait and eventually your twin sister returns and you find the time of her return is your 80th birthday. So she's been away for 60 years and here comes the spaceship and it lands back in your backyard and out hops your twin sister and she's a youthful 25. Five years have elapsed for her, 60 years have elapsed for you. In some sense, she's time traveled into your future. And that is the first phrase in the title of this lecture, time travel, tunneling, tennis, and tea. Because one of the things that modern physics seems to make possible is time travel, at least into the future, in the sense I've just described uh, in, the, in the story of the two twins. Is this really possible? Could it really happen? Is time so strange that two twins who start out at age 20 together can find themselves later 55 years apart? The answer is yes. We've confirmed this with subatomic particles. We've even confirmed it with real-sized clocks, although there the time difference was billionths of a second instead of decades. Um, but this happens. It can happen, and it tells us something remarkable about the nature of time. Let me tell you another seemingly impossible story that relates to the second phrase in my title. Again, the title of this lecture, Time Travel, Tunneling, Tennis, and Tea. This is the phrase tunneling. Imagine that you're stuck in a prison. You have concrete walls on all sides. You're trapped there. You're in for a long sentence. And so what do you do? Well, you have nothing to do, but you pace back and forth. And occasionally you lean up against those hard concrete walls of your prison. Of course, you can't get out. And then one day when you're leaning against the wall of the prison, you suddenly find yourself on the outside. You've somehow inexorably penetrated a seemingly impenetrable barrier. Is this possible? seems not, it's not according to anything your common sense tells you. In fact, it's the phenomenon of quantum tunneling. Again, we've verified it, again with subatomic particles. We believe in principle it could happen in other circumstances, but we have not seen it happen, and it's very unlikely that it would happen with a macroscopic-sized object like a prisoner, but it definitely happens with subatomic particles. In fact, we're alive today because protons in the core of the sun tunnel through an insurmountable barrier analogous to that concrete wall of the prison and are able to get together and fuse to make helium and in the process releasing the energy which tens of thousands of years later emerges from the surface of the sun as sunlight and eight minutes after that reaches earth and is the energy that sustains life on our planet. So this is a real phenomenon and it's one on which our lives directly depend. Those are two stories of seemingly impossible events. And yet they're events that occur. They could occur as I've described them, although are unlikely or difficult to make happen. They do occur regularly in the subatomic realm. They're ideas that suggest to us that our, fund our, our, our basic common sense notions of time, of space, and of what it means to be rigid and solid and insurmountable are all in some way compromised or uh, modified or extended or enriched by the ideas of modern physics. So there are some stories, and we'll come to understand how both those things are possible in the course of, this, of these lecture series. Let me pause now and say a little bit about what physics is. People have a lot of misconceptions about physics. I often tell people I'm a physics professor, and they say, oh, physics, and they, they kind of think that's something for uh, a, a rarefied breed of people who occupy specialized laboratories and think about things that have nothing to do with what's important to the common person. Actually, nothing could be further from the truth. Physics is the essence of the way the physical universe works. We live in the physical universe, like it or not. We walk, we drive cars, we fly airplanes, we have weather happen to us. 
we swim, we turn on water, we cook. All these basic everyday processes involve the fundamental laws of physics. Physics is the fundamental science. The laws of physics underline everything that goes on in the physical universe. Physics is not just for physicists. It's not just for people who occupy laboratories and invent bizarre new devices or think about esoteric thoughts like time travel, for example. Physics is for everyone because physics is the essence of what most of us do. In fact, what all of us do all the time. Um, in fact, I'm going to give you another example at the end of this lecture, which will convince you that you already know a lot more physics than you think. In fact, you already know the theory of relativity, and I'll get to that in just a few moments. So physics is something that describes the entire physical universe, from the smallest subatomic particles, the quarks and the electrons, to the grand scale of the entire universe and how it seems to be evolving and whether it's going to have an ending and when it had a beginning. And all these questions are in the realm of physics. So it's a great big subject and it's important to everyone, not just physicists. Physics as a subject divides into two very, very broad classes and uh, these are historically based and they have names that can be slightly misleading so I want to make a, a clarification here about the names. One subject is classical physics, the other is modern.